0: Log Talk Radio.
1: in the world like jazz, and there's no better place for jazz than right here at Coffee Talk Jazz Radio, and today is your chance to peek behind the curtain and to get up close and personal with your favorite contemporary smooth jazz, Latin, and gospel jazz artists. Our featured guests are extraordinarily talented, and they come from diverse backgrounds, creating a style of music that's sublimely beautiful. ...often exuberant and always innovative. So grab your ice blended mocha and pull up a chair... ...and let's share a bit of coffee talk with host Ms. Bridget Lewis. Our show's call-in number is 1-347-934-0108. You're welcome to call the show and speak with our in-studio guests... ...and our show link is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ms. Bridget Lewis... I'm going to spell that name out for you. It's blogtalkradio.com forward slash M-S-B-R-I-D-G-E-T-T-E-L-E-W-I-S. Be sure to stay tuned. On Sunday, it's 5 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And on Tuesday, the special edition show is 3 to 5 p.m. And on Wednesdays, it's the Living Legends Series, 3 to 5 p.m. And on Fridays, 1 to 3 p.m. Visit our show page for upcoming artist updates and exciting coffee talk news. And be sure to visit www.blogtalkradio.com.
2: Oh, hello, everybody, and good morning. It is your girl, Miss Bridget Lewis, award-winning host of the top-rated podcast, Coffee Talk Jazz Radio. I am super excited. It is a glorious overcast day on Saturday, July the 23rd here in Los Angeles. And I'm going to bring on my very special guest in just a few moments. But there's just a few housekeeping rules that you can use. Now, there's going to be birthday celebrations gift giveaways, and so much more, and I have um, three things that I'm going to give away, but you can't win if you don't call in, and folks are already logging on from around the world, and I'm going to go ahead and introduce this morning's guest. You guys, I am so excited, and I'm telling you guys, I am bubbling over. His name is Little Maceo, and I say that he pushes R&B, funk, and jazz to new levels. His improvisation is fascinating and insightful. He talks with his facts. You know, it's the closest thing to the human voice, right? I love his spartaneity, his artistic expression, and his new track is entitled Evolution. I'd like to welcome the newest member to the Coffee Talk Jazz family. Little Maceo is in the virtual building. Hello. How
3: are you doing, Miss Lewis?
2: I am doing well. How are you?
3: I am very, very, very excited to be here and um, you know, just, <laughs> I'm blessed. I can't I, I can't say it more how blessed I am, you know. Okay, go Well first
2: of all, I am I've read so much about you. I've listened to all of your tracks. We're gonna be getting into some of this delicious music and just a few minutes. But I have a few questions for you. And I am sure. gonna put you in the hot seat. So I hope you have your seatbelt oh, on, right? I do. I'm ready. The first <laughs> thing, I'm ready. The first thing that I want to know is, when did you first fall in love with the music? And what makes me say that is this. Sax is my absolute favorite hands-down instrument because my dad, my late father was a sax player. And when I hear your music, it honestly is unlike any other saxophonist that I've ever heard. So how did you find your voice as a saxophonist, Mr. Funky Sax, and when did you fall in love with music? I know that was a lot, but that's how much your music really excites me.
3: Oh, very. Okay. Um, well, the, the answer to the first question, it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually a hilarious story. So okay. um, I remember the exact moment when I fell in love, but um, the little history. Um, I'm, I'm from New York. I'm from Queens, Far Rockaway, New York, and um, in high school, I was always coming through school. I was always an art major. I I, I could draw and airbrush and stuff like that. So oh, wow. when when I, when I attended school, they were like, "Hey, do you want to take music or do you want to take art?" I'm like, "I'm taking art." So I went
0: four years of high
3: school (laughs) with no music, just taking art. And then um, two weeks before graduation, my goddess counselor came to me and was like, hey, you know, you passed all your exams, you did everything, but you don't meet New York State requirements to graduate. I'm like, excuse me? And she was like, yeah, New York State requirements to take at least one semester of music. So I got left back from music (laughs) because I didn't take music. I had to do six months extra high school for music. So they were supposed to give me, um, like, theory and background, like the history of music. And, again, somehow I got flubbed, and I ended up in band. So I had to learn to play an instrument. Now, um, as an art major, I didn't know anything about music or anything. And um, I remember when I first went to the class, the band teacher was like, so, uh," Mr. Lambert, his name was, uh, he goes, so... um, What do you want to play? And I I had no idea. I mean, I knew the piano, but it was like marching band, so there was no piano. So I knew the drum, the drums were already all gone. (laughs) So the only other instrument that I knew, and this was from watching, like, Bugs Bunny and cartoons and stuff. I know I'm saying my age talking about Bugs Bunny, but, you know, Looney Tunes was everything back in the day. But, you know, the only other instrument that I knew was the tuba. So I was like, hey, man, I'll play the tuba. He looked at me like the tuba. Nah, (laughs) you don't look like a tuba player. So he went in the back and he came back and he handed me a tenor saxophone. He was like, hey, this is the saxophone. Why don't you give this a shot? You know, and I said, okay. And, you know, we were all at that moment where we had to put the instrument together. And he was like, all right, try to make some noise and see if you can get anything out of it. And I'm like noodling on the thing, and he would looked over, and he was like, "Have you ever played before?" And I said, "No." Um, so it was one of those things. My mom literally was trying to get me to play an instrument since I was like five years old. And I'm like, "No, I'm an athlete. I'm an artist. I don't want to do these things." <laughs> then, you know, turns out like six months in, I I, I made it into like the all-city band, and you know, I was like really, really good, really, really fast, and and. By the end of my six months of high school, I did a a recital with Najee. You know what I mean? So I got to play with Najee really early out the (laughs) gate. So that was when I was like, you know what? That day, I remember after that concert, I was like, I think I want to do this. This is what I want to do. And and I started pushing and trying to uh, make my way into becoming a professional musician.
2: Wow, you have really said a mouthful on so many different <laughs> levels. I mean, what are the chances What are the chances of that you're getting ready to graduate from high school, so you think? And I'm sure you looked at them with crossed eyes and say, wait, what are you talking about? No, exactly. there has you're to like, be a mistake <laughs> here. It was like, uh, no, I'm not going to do another yeah. six months. And, no, yes, you are. But, you know, I would say that God has a funny way of um lining us up and walking us into our destiny into our our purpose um mm-hmm. and when you mentioned najee yes yeah. and i mean honestly to hear this story first of all you're in one of the best cities in the world i mean growing up in new york and when you said that yeah. my mind immediately went back to like the old speakeasy kind of jazz you know, oh, yeah. in the jazz clothes yeah. and smoking you know you walk in people are getting dressed up you know and that's when you could really sit close to the stage and just really see the sweat you know on the musician's yeah. brow and then you'd come out you know for a second performance and that's when jazz was really jazz and music was really music and the folks yeah. would just really get together for the sake of the love of the art not for like ooh, let me make a whole bunch of money and get famous because uh where does that really happen, right?
3: Mm-hmm. It, 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 uh, 100%. I mean, it's funny <laughs> you mentioned that because, like, coming, coming off of that, my, my little um, adventures in high school, um, I go through the summer, and then I ended up meeting a gentleman by the name of Harold Ousley. I don't know if you remember him. He's sax- mm-hmm. a great saxophone player uh, from Queens. And what he did was he had this TV show called Harold Owsley and his circle of friends. And what it did was it highlighted all of the jazz giants that was from Queens. And here I am, a 19-year-old kid, and I'm playing on stage with Harold Owsley, Sonny Rollins, um, Earl Grice Jr., uh, Kim Clark, and and, uh, just, you know, all of these amazing, amazing jazz musician, you know, and I, I just was like, I was literally like thrown to the wolves, man. And, and I, I watched some of that video back, and I'm like, God, I was so terrible. And nobody, they never really, <laughs> you know, said anything. They all just inspired, you know, inspired me to be better and, you know, and practice, and they let me have my moment, even though I had no business up there with these guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, in New York, you know, we, we call it the, the the school of hard knocks for a reason, man. You catch you your lumps and you 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 either sink or swim really fast, you know what I mean? And um, thankfully, you know, I'm, I'm a fast learner and I've learned how to swim and here I am today, <laughs> you know what I
2: mean? i say you
3: absolutely
2: have learned how to swim because you've been crisscrossing uh, the country. I've been keeping up with you on Instagram and through your inquiry Incredible manager. I have to give a shout-out to Tyron, oh, senior of yes. T, senior management. Uh, she is everything, and then some. She's a
3: godsend. She's a blessing. amazing. <laughs> listen, she, she has been – Ty, listen, um, how I, – I, you know, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. You know, good or bad, it happens for a reason. And um, Ty always says, there's a teachable moment in there. <laughs> she says it all the time. And, and, I, and I agree mm-hmm. with her, you know. And at the end of the day, um, how we met was so random. There's it, no other way for me to say it, but I feel like it was just meant to be. You know, I had mm-hmm. just um, left management. I had left, you know, my, me and my manager parted ways. And I mm-hmm. was looking for new management. And you know, I learned very early in this business you 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 can't do it by yourself. you have to have a team of people nope. and it starts That'd with an amazing help. man you have to have good management, you just have to. so yeah. I was on an yeah. email blog and I got a random email from the email blog promoting her show, and I said, "Oh wow there's a there's a live a, a festival here in um, Virginia. Let me check that out." So I called I, I followed you followed up to inquire about perhaps performing on the show. Then when I got to her website, she was like artist she manages artists and things. And I said, Ah, so let me take a look at her resume and I'm looking at her and stuff and I'm like, Well, I put in a call. I was like, you know, hey, I'm actually my name's Little Maceo. I blah 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 and I'm looking for management. She called me immediately back and we talked um, that first time, I want to say for like two and a half hours, and we just quit, and you know <laughs> we haven't looked back we've been we've been soaring ever since you know, I love Ty so much, Ty, if you're listening, I love you. you know, you are definitely the best thing to happen to me and and uh you know, I'm looking forward to continuing this journey in the future and 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 making great music and moments with you. Wow,
2: um you know. You give me chills when you say that because I have been in this business for the past 16 years, and I've seen it all. I've worked with independent artists, veterans, folks from Broadway stage, you name it. Like, I have worked with them, and I've seen management, and I see the way that people are treated, and I just think it's it's horrible. So to have a good – to have good management, someone that you can really trust who you know has your back, because as a performer – you really want to get centered and focused and stay grounded to really go out and really do your best, you know, because folks get dressed yeah. up, they come and see you, you know, and you can't mm-hmm. be worried whether or not it's like, okay, is this a hole in the wall? Are they really going to pay me? You know, is the back line going to be there? I'm going to be playing the track. So I get the whole thing. So yeah, shout out, to, t- shout out to Ty, and I have to share, I've got to throw my hat in the ring where Ty came to L.A., in june and it was yes, funny how is. we met oh my god <laughs> yes,
3: i'm gonna now. say this
2: please i brought her <laughs> to the bat cave if she is laughing she is probably just cracking up because i told her i said nobody <laughs> comes to the bat cave and she just <laughs> howled when i said that because like there there have definitely been artists there have definitely been artists that have come but i said it's been a long time, and so then um, I was so excited, and I told her, I said, no, Ty, I said, when you come, I call it T, and I said, T, when you come, I said, make sure you download the app, Flyerware, so I can keep, you know, tabs on your flight to make sure, because I don't live that far from the airport, and I got to tell you, when we saw each other, you would have thought that Ty and I have known one another for, like, 20 years <laughs> It was like the color purple, like, me no, really. Yes! Oh, my God, I'm on the floor right now, yes! <laughs> we screamed and hollered, <laughs> and I got to tell you this, Obecio, she saw me, I saw her, I don't know who screamed loudest, and then there was a group of white people, now, for all my white fans, listen, I love y'all, this is a black thing, you guys, right? there were white <laughs> folks standing on the curb, and they started cheering and screaming and clapping, and they were looking at us like, who are those people, amazing. right? And I think I put it the video amazing. on Instagram, but you were so blessed <laughs> and so fortunate to have her. And I um,
3: Never I let I her am. go, never. Oh, my God. Nope, she's.
2: I feel so my excitement. <laughs> oh, my God, life for life. Exactly! Oh my God! Oh my God! Yes, yes. (laughs) Let me tell you, you have lit up the boards. Folks are so excited. Let me tell you who was hanging out with us. This is our breakfast club show, and so, hey, Detroit, Michigan is in the building. Hello, hello, Atlanta, Georgia, Um, Winston Salem. Hello. Kansas City, Kansas is in the building. Hartsville, Tennessee, right. do you know where that is? Hartsville? I All do. All right, I see you. Wow. where Where is Wood Park? Okay. I know about Central Florida, because you, you guys are in Virginia. I know, like, about Central Florida, but I don't know where Huntsville, Tennessee is, and Tampa, Florida. A lot of Floridians are in the building. Um, Shreveport is right, in the building. Up. Nice. All right, I see you guys. Um, Lincoln, Nebraska. Hey, we got folks from the Eastern and Western Caribbean are hanging out as well in London, England. So this absolutely is an international, global show, and I'm so excited. So London, I'm,
3: I'm working I, on getting out yes. there real soon, London.
2: Oh, my gosh. So you're going to be hanging out in London.
3: Yeah, well, we're working Did on you, it. We are definitely working on oh, it. We just oh had a, we, God, and Ty is... just had a conversation yesterday about it. So, yeah, we are actually getting the scoop. <laughs> we are definitely planning some some international travel. Um, hopefully, be by the fall of this year, if not, definitely spring of next year. So, yeah, we're very excited. Very very excited. I haven't I haven't been got since you. I think twenty seventeen or eighteen was the last time I've been overseas. So it's been it's been a while.
2: Okay. So with that being said, I wanna know a couple things about ask you one question at a time. So we just came out of a worldwide pandemic. I mean two and a half years. How yeah, did you make the adjustment as a how did you make the adjustment as a touring musician because you were really really out there what was your mindset and how did you make the shift
3: man well um i'm fortunate because i come from a uh uh video and um entertainment background as far as like you know tv and stuff like that um okay. so transitioning I was already ahead of the curve as far as my online presence and videos and, and live streaming and stuff like that. I was already, I was already ahead of the curve. Um, And like I said, I have a a great crew of guys, you know, behind me, helping me do this. So um, it was, it was, it wasn't hard transitioning. What, What was hard was, you know, before, you know, I'm one of those musicians who do this because I love it. I didn't set out to be rich. You know, the money
2: right, right.
3: is a plus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. The money a plus. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I would play for free. You know, I'd play for free if, if, I, if I could, <laughs> we, you know, survive. I would just play for free. I love doing this. But um, so the trick was, you know, because I used to literally stream and do that stuff for free. I used to just give it away to people. Um, because, you know, I always say I have the greatest fans in the world. They're, they're super loyal, and they follow me through Thick and Ben, and, and I love I love them guys. I love all of them, my fans so much. So I, I'm always trying to, you know, up the ante and keep them interested. And um, so the trick was trying to figure out how to monetize these things. Um, once we figured that out, it was just, you know, it was cool, because we lost uh, 98 gigs For 2020, which hurt, and one of them was like the NFL Hall of Fame here in DC, and that was like a, it was like a huge, like huge payday and opportunity, and that was just gone. You know what I mean? And so it was like we were devastated, you know, financially for 2020. 2021 was a little bit better because then the you know everybody kind of caught up. And we were literally doing live gigs, you know, um, and, you know, it was just, we were just gigging over the internet, you know what I mean? And it was, and we made money and we were able to survive, but it was tough, man. You know, and I, I felt bad for a lot of my peers because they weren't as savvy as I was and it took them a little bit longer to kind of catch up to the, to, to the new norm, if you will. And, um, you know, it was rough for everybody. Like, all the, the entire industry um, suffered, and it was it was just, and we're still recovering, you know, it's not like it's back. you know, it's nice to be able to be in person, and nice to have shows, and, and you know, have, you know, people, because I'm one of the artists who, I feed off the energy of the people, you know, I, I need people in That's the world, cool,
1: right?
3: <laughs> you know what I mean, um, and, you know, those of you who haven't seen me, I'm very in your face, you know, um, my show is not the type of show that you come, sit down, and sit your one. No, no, no. It's a party. And um, <laughs> I will come. I will dance on your table. I will sit on your lap. We will, you know, I, I, I'm very, very approachable and very in your face. <laughs> and I want to make sure that you, you, you experience it's, it's something you're never going to forget. I always say when I go to a new city, I'm like, how many of you guys have ever seen me before? And I promise you, by the end of this night, you're never going to forget me. And that's just what it's been, you know. And like I said, I'm fortunate enough to be able to speak to a mass variety of people, you know, not just contemporary jazz artists. I speak to pop artists. I speak to country artists, blues artists, you know. Like I have a plethora of people who dig what I do. So I'm, I'm blessed in that aspect.
2: Wow. You said so much. Well, first of all, I'm – Number one, I'm glad that you're still here because the world needs your voice. And I'm telling oh, thank you, you Honestly, when I thank heard UCLA you playing, I'm you. like, Okay, you are so welcome. Like I can close my eyes, I can tell if it's Najee, if it's if it's Boney James, if it's Dave Koz, if it's Tom Braxton, if it's whatever sex player it is, I already know because everybody has a signature style and for yeah. me, you are like a titan on facts and you play with such ferocity, and I'm like, my God. I mean, I'm telling you, I looked at the videos, and i thinking, he's leaving everything on the stage, and I like the fact that you said, people are really, they're getting more than their money's worth because you're literally, like, down. You're not even on the stage. You're just in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. People are touching you. I mean, like, I saw the video. Like, you're in the crowd. People are touching you, and- to me, I know that you could really feel their connection. So my question is, 100%. can you feel? Can you feel when you have the audience attention? Like, do you just know oh, the moment? Oh, imme- I know
3: immediately. I know immediately. I <laughs> know You know, it's so funny. We we uh, I was talking to Kai about this. Um, you know, I, I you know the you know sometimes you come out and the crowd is instantly with you. Then there's other times you come out and you got to kind of uh work to get the crowd. One of the things that I'm blessed at and I I'll tell you a quick story so I was in Memphis a couple of years ago with um Uncle Nick, uh, Nick Colion, uh fallen brother oh. and, and 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 brother Eugene, um a huge group. And I you know I I was the opening act and you know I remember you know the I will say this the promoters really didn't treat me the best because I was quote unquote okay. only the opening act, <laughs> so um, I remember Uncle Nick um came to back for me, and you know before he even knew he didn't know me from a hole in the wall, you know he you mm. know he just he said, you know, the way I carried myself, he was like, there was something about we, we met the night before. as We were doing a promotional run. That was the first time we had met. We were at a club doing a – so, you know, I didn't, I didn't really play. He didn't play. We just kicked it for a few minutes. And, you know, the next day, like I said, he went to bat for me um, and demanded that I was treated equally. And I remember the, the show, we, you know, so the show came, and nobody knew me. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, I always ask, um, you know, how many people – and usually I get a handful of claps or whatever, like zero people clap. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be a nightmare. Um, so we started playing, you know, we were going through the set, and, you know, the the, the band is playing, and then um, I, haven't, I haven't played a single note yet, and I'm looking at the crowd, and they're all talking and, you know, just – uninterested in what's happening on stage because they're there to see Uncle Nick and a huge group. I remember my first note that I played, everybody was like, huh? wait, what's going on up there? <laughs> and um, as I'm playing... You caught, the, you caught
2: everybody off guard is what happened.
3: They, they just weren't ready. And then, <laughs> I, um, you know, we, we got through the song, and then I played my song Tomorrow. And the minute I I introduced the song, like, this is my song tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I played the song, and by the time it was over, I did my whole walk around. I was in the crowd. I was standing on tables, standing on chairs. Um, I had a standing ovation. You know, the entire room was on fire. They were throwing stuff at me and whistling. And and there's, there's videos on YouTube from this night. Um, and then I go into my last song. As I'm playing my last song, and this is Uncle Nick. He's hilarious. I hear, as I'm playing, I hear, Macio, Macio. And I look to the side of the stage, the stage right, and it's Uncle Nick in the, in the corner, like, waving to me. And I'm like, okay. So I come over. You know, I let the guitar player or whatever take a solo, and I run over to the stage. And I go, hey, what's going on? And he was like, man, I got to follow you. You better calm down out there. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Man, you out there, you just set the stage on fire. How am I supposed to follow that? <laughs> so you know, I miss I miss Uncle Nick so much. But um yeah, I I immediately like I said, I immediately knew that I had the audience and, you know, they were sharing one more song. They and, you know, at the end of the night, you know, they give you those little forms to fill out on the tables sometimes. And seventy right yeah, the little surveys, and 75% of the audience was like, I should have been the headliner, <laughs> which was awesome. know, Wow. They were like, my 20 minutes was, was worth the entire show. And that's taking nothing away from um, Uncle Nick and Hugh's group, because they put on a phenomenal show, phenomenal course, show.
0: Yeah, yeah. People were
3: so excited about, me because I was new and fresh and I always say this is also going back to your earlier question you know I I don't sound like everybody else I'm very my approach to saxophone is very different than the traditional saxophonist it took me a while to kind of figure out who I was and what my sound was but you know I always say to people I'm not the greatest sax player in the world but I have a thing that's my own and I'm the absolute best at it and that's the only way can express it you know
2: Wow. Um, Your music is amazing. I want to go ahead and jump into some of this delicious music. And the first track I want to play is off of your current city. It's entitled Evolution. So I believe I know what evolution means, but this is your show. I'm just a host. So please share with our fans (laughs) why you named the project Evolution and what does evolution mean to you?
3: Evolution. So first of all, I um again I can't explain to you how, how excited I'm to be on your show. Um oh, like I you. this guess your world I'm just a squirrel. <laughs> 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 um, evolution. Um, like I said, for me, um I've I you know, i I've, I've had a a developmental deal with a major label. Um back in like two thousand three I was signed to a major label and, and, and had a developmental deal and at the time, they were pushing me to be the black Kenny G. So I played soprano and I did the Kenny G thing. Um, you know, halfway through that, you know, I'm like, there's already a Kenny G. You know, I don't, they don't, we, don't, we don't need another one. Um, so I started trying to figure out, you know, who I was. And, you know, just like every other musician out there, you find, you gravitate to who you gravitate to um i'll never forget i was coming off of my sony contract that was the the label i was you know had the development to deal with and um i ended up playing in this band in new york called milo z and um you know what's funny is i was always able to electrify the crowd because i do all this you know I hate to say tricks and and things, but they were, you know, looking back, they were tricks and, and, you know, and um, the people loved it. So I remember our our manager slash keyboard player, um, Scott Rush, uh, Scotty was like, hey, man, you know, that Kenny G stuff that you're doing, uh, you know, because I used to circular breathe, the whole bit, you know what I mean? And, you know, the people love it, but it's not funky because you're in a funk band now, you know. So, we you know, we got to do some kind of – funky stuff. So, you know, have have, have you ever listened to like Macy Parker? And I said, Who? <laughs> we were literally <laughs> driving to we were driving to like um, Saratoga in New York or something and he was like they literally stopped the band I was like, What? You don't know who Macy Parker is and I'm like, No And, you know, they was like, You have homework. You have to go and listen to me. So I went to Uh, Virgin Records, which was still around at the time, Um, and between Virgin and Tower, the two major uh, New York uh, record stores, I I bought every um, James Brown, Maceo Parker CD that I could find, and I listened to this stuff, and my mind was blown, so I started studying Maceo, you know, and I started, you know literally just trying to emulate maceo then i ended up in a band called the days of wild and um at the time the days of wild always had some kind of um celebrity front person they would have a guest a celebrity guest front person um this particular night um it was uh, a gentleman by the name of george bragg from back in the day and uh uh jimmy hedrick's was george bragg's guitar player um back in george's band so he was the the guest that night and um i took a solo in one of his song, one of his songs and he looked over at me and he said man you got a little Macio thing about you i'm gonna start calling you little Macio. and i said oh, okay cool <laughs> then all of a sudden like it's kind of you know it kind of stuck you know people started calling me little masio little Macio, blah, blah 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 Then the unthinkable happened, which I never thought would ever happen in a million years. I not only meet the Maceo Parker, I got to play with the Maceo Parker. Really? Having played with Maceo, I realized immediately I don't really sound like Maceo. I have things that people – the things I do remind people of Maceo – but it's not like Maceo. I'm not like copying Maceo. So a uh, funny story about Maceo, I've, you know, I've met Maceo several times and had opportunities to hang with him on several occasions. He doesn't remember anybody's name. It's not personal. He just doesn't remember anybody's name. So every time he meets me, conversation goes like this. He goes, hey, uh, what's, your, what's your name? And I, I, you know, give him my government. <laughs> And he says, "Yeah, you look like you look like that Cosby kid. I'm gonna call you Cosby kid." And I said, "Okay, okay, okay, sir." And all night he calls me Cosby kid. You know, not Theo Huxtable, not just Cosby kid. That's, that, that was my name, Cosby kid. <laughs> so the second time we that was at SOBs in New York, the club in New York called SOBs. Um, the second time we, we ran into each other was at the Blue Note. So we're at the Blue Note, and he's like. He's like, uh, "What's your name?" <laughs> and I, again, I give him my government, and he goes, "Yeah, now I'm gonna call you Cosby Kid." I said, "I know that's what you, you always call me." He's like, "I thought that was you, but I didn't want to insult you by calling you somebody else." What's going on, Cosby Kid? And then we go into our whole spiel. <laughs> so the third time oh, we met oh was back at Sob again, God. and he goes, "Cosby Kid." I go, "Hey, you remember? <laughs> you remember me this time?" And he goes, yeah. So I said, "Listen, man, you know." We, we, so he actually pulled me off stage, and we we, we, we uh, played past the peas together. It was on my birthday in, in New York uh, at, at the Blue Note. It was amazing. And um and, and and uh, I I say to him at the end of the night, we're in the green room and we're hanging out. I go, you know, so uh, uh, people call me Little Maceo, and he goes, they call you what? <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, you're yeah, And he goes, "I don't know about that." He was like, "Man, where were you 30 years ago? Because 30 years ago, I would have, I would have <laughs> I you." I, I, I'm sure, but you know, I, you know, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be in the room and, and the conversation. You know, he was like, "Well, I guess that's okay." You know, I guess that's okay. So he gave me his blessing, and here it is. I'm, I'm, I am now Little Maceo. <laughs> so the, the, wow. the, 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 to wrap it up in a bow, the, the, uh, the, the reason this next album is called Evolution, this is my third album, it's called Evolution because, wow. again, it was my evolution of how I got here, is how I evolved to the musician and the artist that I am today. You know, I finally found my voice. I'm finally happy with what I'm putting out. I'm happy you know, I'm not trying to be anybody else. I'm, I'm literally just exactly. I'm okay in my own skin, you know, and that's why this one's called evolution. Sorry for the long <laughs> roundabout answer. But, oh no no no
2: no no know. no! Oh no, <laughs> it, it's so good. Let me let me tell you why. First of all, do not apologize because this is the reason why Coffee Talk is a top-rated podcast. Because I get so excited, and I can tell how excited you are and how impassioned you are about your music. You can tell that you were born for this. Period. Like, hands down, right? And Thank you. <laughs> it's I mean, really you are. It's one thing to hold an artist's C D in your hand, but to hear the story behind why they play, why they write, who they play for and how they ended up where they are, it is absolutely fascinating. I would have never guessed, um, that you would have ended up being the sax player of how you come to be this amazing saxophonist. So we're going to get into some of this delicious music. Folks are chomping at the bit, and so if you guys want to speak with little Maceo, you guys just um, make sure you call our guest number at 515-605- 9704, and I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to give away. You cannot win if you don't call in. So we're going to go ahead and jump into, I'm going to play actually my favorite track, okay? I want to play my favorite okay. track first. So what we'll do is we'll do a double-double. We'll play Evolution, and then we'll play um, Two Mole. And then um, when we come back, Little Mason is going to tell us about Two Mole. So let's take a listen, guys. Marjorie, contemporary
4: gospel recording artist. Do you love good coffee and a great chat? Well, today is your chance to peek behind the curtain with your favorite artist. Are you celebrating a birthday? If so, join us with the Coffee Talk Jazz Radio Birthday Club send us a text at 562-355-0311 or email us at coffeetalkjazzradio at msn.com we'll also give you a live shout out and plenty of twitter love you never know what you might win call us today if it's your birthday at 347 9340108 be sure to follow our tweets and also follow us on facebook so happy birthday from miss bridget and the coffee talk jazz crew
1: Hi, this is Nicole. Let's keep the Coffee Talk Party brewing each Sunday, 5 to 8 p.m., Tuesdays, 3 to 6 p.m., and Fridays, 1 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear jazz greats, R&B, soul and funk influences. Stay tuned and you'll hear jazz past and jazz still to come. Be sure to tune in and listen in with your host, Miss Bridget.
2: And we are back and we're broadcasting live listening to very best of blog Talk Radio here at Coffee Talk Jazz with the Top Rated Podcast, Coffee Talk Jazz and me, your girl Bridget Lewis, and just wanted to give a shout out to the fallen, to the late, to our friend Nick I still have Dick's telephone number, his, his cell so number yeah, in <laughs> my phone, and I'm like, yeah. what? is happening yeah, right <laughs> now. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing. So um, the boards are lit up. Let me tell you all who have logged on right now. We have 14 countries that are tuning in, and New York is in the building in a big way. So I see you going oh, New time. York. <laughs> hey, like what? Um, New Rochelle. How close is New Rochelle to where you grew up?
3: Um, about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic. Wow. (laughs)
2: Wow. New Rochelle, Utica, New York, White Plains. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Schenectady, New York. Hey now. That's it.
3: Schenectady, yes. You got it.
2: Freeport. Hello. And East Meadow, New York. You guys are in the building. So, I am loving every bit of your music, and I don't want to be greedy and keep it all to myself. So now, if anyone wants to purchase your music, where can they find you on social media? Give us your website and all the other juicy details.
3: Okay, my, my website is littlemaceo.com, L-I-L-M-A-C-E-O.com. And my social media is um, on uh, Instagram and Facebook. It's Littlemaciofunk. L-I-L-M-A-C-E-O-F-U-N-K. They can find out what's happening there. Also on Twitter, it's just Little Maceo. You can follow me on Twitter. Um,
0: yeah, that's so how you
3: can get it. You can um, get my music from pretty much all of the standard places except Spotify. Um, <laughs> but everywhere else, I'm everywhere else.
2: <laughs> all right, awesome. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned Twitter because we are live tweeting throughout the show. So, Um, I was so impressed, I was so, so impressed with your background and how you came to be this voracious player who's leaving everybody else in the dust. Sorry, the sax player, sorry guys, but yeah, he's leaving everybody (laughs) in the dust. And and so so, uh, I want to talk to you about how important it is to pass the musical baton on to the next generation. Um, are you a part of any charities, any boys and girls clubs? Do you give back? Do you go back into the community, talk to the kids? Tell me how important it is to pass the musical baton on to the next
3: generation. Um, it's very, very, very important. Um, actually, I used to be the musical and video director at the Boys and Girls Club of America in Barack Way, oh where I grew up. Gosh. And, um, you know, I would teach music. I would teach video editing and stuff like that. Um, also, amazing. you know, I come from a family of teachers. My mom's a teacher. I used to be a teacher. And, um, you know, I, I taught high school. And, um, you know, it's very important. Like, I, even to this day, like, with my crazy schedule, I always find time to, and, and you know, any of my peers or friends or even my management, they, they'll tell you, um, I always try to help the up and coming artists. You know, I I lend yeah. my expertise, I I, I give advice, I, and my door is always open. I'm always trying to help because it's important. Like you know,
0: music. Yeah. There
3: was a period in time, you know, where in the '90s, like you know, they tried to do away with music in school. Like they literally like,
0: mm-hmm. oh, it's not important.
3: <laughs> you know. And we fought and fought and fought and, you know, now they realize just how important it is. And, you know, music today, um, people have their opinions of it. Um, It's, 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 it's dying. It's like, we need to try to preserve what we can. Um, And I don't care what it is you're into, you know, whatever you listen to, it could be hip hop, it could be rock, it could be jazz, you know, it could be, contemporary jazz uh inspirational gospel whatever it is um if mm-hmm. we don't nurture and, and 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 feed the next generation there's going to be no more you know and too many times and you and you've been in the industry a long time as well as i um there's people who are just you know mean and 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 mm-hmm. they don't try to help for the sake of you know worrying about their spot like I've never one of those, you know, like, I'm trying to book clubs, and they're like, oh, well, that's so-and-so spot. We can't, we can't give you that. Well, what do you mean? You that, is that is the most hilarious spot? thing I've <laughs> ever heard of. Like, how is the younger person supposed to get it? And, you know, there's, there's major, there's major uh, corporations out there in our industry. You know, I'm not going to throw shade at anybody, but, like, people won't book me because my music is unconventional. You know, I like I said, I don't really fit into the classic mold of what someone decided contemporary jazz is or what somebody decided what pop was. You know, the powers mm-hmm. that be, as they call it, decided if you're going to be a pop star, you have to be this. But if you listen to my song Evolution, it's very pop. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I, I talked to um, my, my, my cousin Antar, about this all the time, and we—I say to them, you know, what I'm striving to do is when you know when you listen to contemporary jazz, like the earlier stuff is usually mm-hmm. the artist taking somebody's song and making a cover of it. Of course, you know, biting off of somebody else. I, I could,
2: right. I could run the list. <laughs> right, I could run it.
3: And you know, I I wanted to. What I decided was I wanted to take my music. And when people hear it, I want them to feel like I'm covering somebody's song, but I'm not. It's mine, you know, like, and, and that's what I strive to do. So, you know, I have a very pop feel. It feels like like it's very dance. It's very pop. And, you know, jazz clubs in particular don't want to book it because it's not what they consider the smooth jazz sound. That's what somebody actually told me. Again, I'm not going to crochet, but they were like, oh, well, we're not going to play this because it doesn't have a smooth jazz sound. I said, okay. Well, you know that's your prerogative, but you know what? I I did have a milestone. Like I went back to I did my first show back in my hometown of New York City a couple of months ago. Um, shout mm. out to City Live for making that happen. You know Regina and those guys over at hey, City, Live. City Live. Thank you guys. <laughs> um, uh, and I and I played at Birdland, and um, it was a big deal because you know Birdland it's, it's Birdland. And they're known right. for their straight ahead mentality, and I went in there and blew the roof off that place we had we were one table away from selling out so and that was my first show in about twelve years in my in my hometown you know uh so it was a big deal and it was very successful and and I never thought you know you know it would ever happen because again, I'm not a straight ahead artist not not even close, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the fact that I can go to Birdland and do what I did uh, shows that people are starting to recognize that, hey, there's not a set formula. Let's try to try some new things because, you know, if you Mm -hmm. everybody, like we talked about, everybody was affected by the pandemic. So the old ways aren't always the best. You know, there's a lot of quote unquote traditions Mm -hmm. that were happened, like slavery was a thing. Didn't make it right, but it was a thing. So you gotta you that gotta part. wake up and, and <laughs> yeah you, know, you you definitely gotta wake up and be willing to look at a, a different perspective you know what I mean that's what I think we all all we all have different perspectives on what we think is popular and what we think are good you know I was laughing with Ty the other day again you know I was talking about like the songs that I feel are hits people don't really dig they migrate to something else like tomorrow my song tomorrow. Um, that's the one that's spelled kind of funny. the number two, the letter M, the letter R, the letter O. Um, sure. Like I had no idea that was gonna take off the way it did. It's by far one of our most popular songs, and I I didn't think anything about it. And that's my favorite, it. Song, <laughs> my favorite song too. Oh well, thank you. Everybody like people love that song, and I had no idea. You know, I didn't I didn't write it to, to be a hit. I wrote it because I was feeling what I was feeling that day, and that that was it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. It's, it's so weird. Like, I think everything about me is very unconventional. And um, because of that, like I said, I think things are starting to line up the way it's supposed to. Like, things happen for a reason, like I keep saying. And I'm happy that I didn't really get the chance to jump off back when I was running with a major machine behind me. You know, because I was young and, and, and inexperienced and I didn't understand the business yet. And, um, like I said, now I have a full understanding. I've grown into myself. I'm able to develop who I am as an artist, which is important. And I have a connection with the audience and my fans that's second to none. And I I wouldn't trade that for anything.
2: And I think that's what musicians really live for. That's what you you strive for because um, I remember um, some of the late George Duke, you know said oh, yeah, cause, yeah. you know when you play the music like the first the first time like it's for you the second time you played it, it really is for the fans you know so it's yeah. like at some point you got to release it you got to release it and you have to let it go and every time you play it another great person so um Paul perry who's still living and says when he was singing that I, I asked him a question and we really cut up on air he's like he's so funny and i said um when you sing, I said, who do you sing for? He said, sometimes I sing for my wife. Sometimes, depending on the mood that I'm in, it just really depends on what's going to come out. He said, but everyone is going to receive it, you know, in their, own, um, in their own way. But I tell you, we have yeah. so many things in common, little Maceo. Like, you were an educator prior to me even getting into and me working in the music business. I was an academic advisor at USC for 10 years. And I come oh, from a wow. family educator, so like, right, small, small world, right? And That's my point for bringing, my point for even bringing that up is a lot of people don't know that, and I'll, I'll say this on air, I got fired from USC um, because I had to make a really tough decision, and and I really, I couldn't, I couldn't make the decision, and my mom got sick, and she was, like, critically ill-sick, like, in a coma, brain surgery sick, and oh, no. 30% chance of, like, not making it, right? And so they were saying, well, God, you know, Ms. Bridget, you know, we really love you, but, you know, you're one of the best academic advisors. We have, but, and you make us a lot of money, but, and when are you coming back to work, but, I'm like, wait, 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 right. wait, what? Right, and so right. I'm like, I'm not going to make that decision. You only get one mama. My mama was very good to us. Some people have mothers that have a mama. And she was very yeah. good to my <laughs> sister and I. And so I just told them, I said, you guys will do whatever you have to do. I'm going to take care, you know, of my mother. And so with that being said, when she was sick, um, I took care of her for 10 years. 10 every single day. Wow. I left, and that was literally how... And why I started the Coffee Talk Jazz brand, because it was a song. This is why music is so critically important. Mm-hmm. It was a song by award-winning guitarist Peter White entitled Perfect oh, yeah, Peter, yeah. Moment. And it, was, and it was something about the way that Peter wrote the song, the melodies, the chord progression. They hit my soul in such a way that just made me cry like every day. And I'm like, I wonder who Peter wrote the song for. I wonder what he was going through when he wrote it, and so I literally was at home sitting in my bedroom, and the most audible voice came to me. I call it God. Some people call it something else. I call it God, and I was drinking coffee, and by this time, my mom was home, and she was complete invalid, and I had, lost, I had lost everything. I mean, I was down to like nothing. And I'm sitting there, and nothing is making sense in my mind. I'm like, I go from, you know, having this professional life to, like, now. I'm like, I'm taking care of my mom. Like, ha, I'm like, I don't right. understand, right? So I said, I'm going to reach out to Peter because I really need to know, like, why he wrote this song. So I reached out to Peter, and I said, hey, Peter, my name is Bridget Lewis, da-da-da-da-da. Your song really touched my heart, da-da-da. I would love to interview you. So Peter says, Yeah. What? Huh? Oh, my God. I'm thinking, okay, now I really have to interview him. What in the world am I gonna to do to this man who I don't know? And I have all of his CDs, right? So right. Peter agrees Peter agrees to interview with me and literally I built this I built this brand, this business, one music note, one song, one melody, one artist at a time by building out relationships and I was, as you say, I was not well-received. Like, wait a minute, who is this lady? Where did she come from? And I go the complete opposite direction. And so I said all that to say I wanted to honor my mom. And so when she was alive, I took care of her until she took her last breath um, some years back. And I wanted to honor her life as a lifelong educator. And so I created The Sarah J. Miller Gifted Music Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit and is dedicated to taking arts, education, and music back into the schools. And it was founded in 2009. And it really has been a response to the ongoing nationwide decline of funding, lack of prioritization, music, education, organization, all of that, right? And so... I remember going to the board of um, LAUSD, and so I said to them, and I said, hey, I've got this idea, and I want to know if you guys can get behind me. So here I'm this little black girl, and I'm walking in. They don't know me from anybody else. But I am an educated sister. I will say that. Right. Right. So I I went in prepared. Yes, I did. So I went in, and I said, hey, I have this really great idea. I said, and I want to adopt a couple of schools. And they're looking around like, say what? You want to do what? Now I don't have any money at all, and I'm not even knowing how I'm going to do this, but I just heard God say, (laughs) you need to do something. I'm like, okay, but what? So they said, okay, um, where do you live? They said, okay, how many schools do you want to adopt? And the number that came out of my mouth was five. I'm like, oh, my God, like, why did I say five, right? So then they give me (laughs) the worst (laughs) schools in the whole district, right? With the loan numbers, they are. have no teachers, they have no instruments. Like, yeah, she says she wanted help. Okay, let's see, right? So I talked to my mom about it. My mom gave me her blessing on it, and we just, yes. And so we started talking about it, and I started strategizing and putting some things together. And I was like a one-man band. And I was unrelenting. I said, I'm not going to stop until my black and brown babies are saved and we can get music back in the hands of our children. And so I did that for a couple of years and God says, you got to go bigger. I need you to do it bigger. So start asking. And so I'm like, I ended up partnering with um, a funny guitar and cannonball music. And I said, hey, I said, I need instruments. And can you guys donate? So I just wanted to throw that out there and so say that there really are people like myself and like you who really do love, really, really love music and who really do want to give back yeah. to society. So I want to say thank you for giving back to the boys and the girls' club and for being an educator because it's such a big deal. It really
3: is. Thank you. No, it's a big that's, deal. That's awesome. That is awesome. If there's anything I can do for your foundation, let me know. I'll, I'll you know. I'll be there, you know. I would love to thank be you
2: I so appreciate that because let me let me say this and we're gonna jump back into your song as you can tell I'm so passionate about this foundation because my <laughs> mom my mom has passed on and this is my way of keeping her legacy alive and it's a beautiful thing when we do get a, the opportunity um, to go into the schools because musicians and I we do go in once a quarter you know, we do give. Um, since 2009, we've been able to give right at about forty thousand dollars to the school, so it's a big dang deal. And we do the big ceremony, we yeah. give instruments, and all of that. So I will let Ty know, and hey, we will yeah. fly you the heck out here. Yes, we will.
3: We'll fly you out. I'll, we'll treat I'll, you good. I'll you may even come to the honest. back cave with us. <laughs> I'm i to I'm trying to get into the back cave. I'm like, I, I need to. I need to make that happen. <laughs> Before oh we before God, we jump, so before we jump, I do want to say one thing. Since we're talking about moms, I want to talk about my mom really quick. Yeah. Um, you know, my, sure. so my mom um, recently retired from the Department of Education in New York, and you know, oh wow, she like me. She's very creative. My mom, I, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, I have a great mom. My mom was awesome to me. You know, growing up, it was me and her for. The longest time, you know, and you know, growing up in the inner city with a single mom was rough. <laughs> you know,
1: but oh, my mom played; she
3: just did what she needed to do. Um, you know, she got her masters and went on to become this amazing teacher. And and like it's so funny, we walk, we be walking down the street, and we see all of her old students from all walks of life. Now it's it's so amazing, and now that she's retired. She was trying to figure out what she can do, and we were talking, my mom and I, about, like you said, legacy and what footprint mm-hmm. she wants to leave behind. So my mom ventured out and uh, took a big gamble and wrote a children's book. Um, the children's book oh, is called the wow. uh, Wala- oh. Kiki's School for Young Scientists. It's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing book. And she did a little um, book. She did a book signing at Barnes and Noble, and she's going around and promoting her book. And I'm very, very proud of her. I, I bring that up to say, mommy, if you're listening, I'm very, very proud of you. Um, keep pushing, you know. It's, uh, you know, because I remember when I made the decision to leave the Department of Education, my mom thought I was crazy. <laughs> you know, I had a salary, you know, and, and guaranteed benefits and all of this stuff, and I gave it up to become a musician. She thought I was crazy, but, you know, she she stuck in there and supported me even though she wanted to strangle me. (laughs) And, look, Mom, it worked out. And now I'm doing the same. I'm trying to support my mom and her entrepreneurial adventure. And, you know, it's it's tough to go from, you know, something that she's been doing her entire life to now jumping into, you know, the field of uh, books and authors and and things like that. So congratulations. And, again, guys, if you guys want to, uh, if you have children and you want to check out a, um, a great book, again, it's called the Wala School for the, uh, you know, for Young Scientists. I don't want to mess up the name. But um, check it out. It's at Barnes & Noble and all of the other great places. It's by uh, Jacqueline Walks. That's the author.
2: That is so amazing. So
3: the boards are
2: lit up. So I see you guys from every part of the globe. I have two gifts to give away. I want you guys to call in right now. Give a shout-out to this amazing, incredible Titan Sax player. Mr. Funky Sax himself is live with me, guys. So our call number is 515-605-9704. Just press the one on your phone. I'll go and I'll open up the boards. We've got about 14 more minutes. I added a little bit more time because the conversation was just so good. I just don't want to let him go. So if you guys want to talk to him, just <laughs> press the one. In the meantime, I'm going to jump into some more of your music. I want to play track seven. I believe it's called The Ride. Can you set this up for the us? The Ride,
3: yes. The Ride, yeah. This oh. is this is one of my quote-unquote contemporary jazz, smooth jazz songs. I, I set out to write. A smooth jazz style, Again, I talk to to Antar all the time, my cousin Antar, and I go, you know, I don't have that sound. I want to, I want to write something that has that sound, and this is our attempt at it. <laughs> so here it is, the ride. All right, well,
2: let's take a listen. And I see all the callers are still logging on and callers. I promise, after we play this track, I'm going to open up the board and I'm going to give two things away. So let's take a listen. <laughs> mm will
1: This is Marco And this is Stan And we are The Smooth Jazz Alley We'd like to thank Coffee Talk Jazz Radio For our live interview With Ms. Bridget Lewis And also For our successful Four-week radio campaign That has made us A top seller in jazz On cdbaby.com
2: We have had an amazing morning. The boards are lit up, so they are chomping at the bit. So I'm going to open up the board, and let's see who is calling. Hello, hello, hello. You're on live with Miss Bridget Lewis of Coffee Talk Jazz, my very special guest. Little Maceo, Mr. Funky Sacks, looks like you're calling from uh, last four of your phone number, 1754. You're a live caller. Tell us who you are and where oh you're calling from. Oh, my goodness.
4: Good afternoon, this is Whittington Still, and I am in Florida at the moment, I'm originally from Jersey, but I have been waiting to give a couple of messages to that amazing, <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, let me tell you, a thank you. thank you, good afternoon, you. I am an indie artist. And um you can you can check me out whenever but it's about you and I'm telling you I've been dancing in here and writing down <laughs> the names of these songs because evolution is <laughs> going to be my new wake up piece. Awesome. Oh my god, awesome. You're amazing, you're amazing. And Bridget, um Miss Bridget, Ms. Bridget, I love your platform, I love what you're doing and, and the oh, professionalism, thank you. the presentation. You guys' stories, I mean, we, we have so much in common. I think, it's, I think that's a spiritual thing. When you find like spirits, you know, you just connect. Yeah. And, and the similarities <laughs> are are just there and they're undeniable. And that, that's the way the universe lets you know you're in the right place, you're listening to the right people, and to get connected. So I'm one to connect the dots, and I hope I can connect some dots with you guys. But Lil Maceo. You were, I was listening to your story, and I was just smiling because, for one, the one about um, Parker Maceo, not, not having your yes. name in his mouth when he sees you, you know, <laughs> and the name thing <laughs> yeah. is big with me. That is big with me. So I was like, I sure hope he told him. And, and then you said, <laughs> I, I told him, they call me Lil Maceo, he will not forget your name now. Yeah, that's one true. Thing. And then um, I'm, I'm so happy for you that you stayed true to you. You didn't conform. You didn't blend in just to get along. You didn't do that. You, you stood your ground, and you stood out, and you will continue to do so. So kudos to you, and keep that up. Thank so you. Don't ever Thank stop. Thank you. And, and the other thing, you're welcome. I just said this the other day when you love what you do, ages, right? It just shines through. You love what you do. But the true ice cream, along with the cake and icing, is that when others (laughs) take note to it and stand up and applaud and let you know, hey, I like that. And your story about, you know, hey, he only did a few minutes, but he should have been the headliner. Like, those things <laughs> you never forget, and they make awesome stories, right? This is an awesome interview, and you are you are both Thank being you. such inspiration for many people right now. So I just had to call and, and say that. I, I hope I wasn't too long winded, but it was just it's just so amazing. And I'm I'm a new fan, um, and Thank I'm you. curious. Thank Evolution you. is going to be my new wake up song because it got me on my feet. And, and I love this. Thank job. you so
3: much. Thank you. You're so
2: welcome. <laughs> wow. Please do me a favor. I'm so glad that you called in. Please do me a favor. Go to my website. Go to coffeetalkjazz.com. Pop your information there and say, hey, I was the first caller and you won. Oh, Let wow. me tell you. Um, these, are, this, these t-shirts are coveted. The Coffee Talk Jazz and Coffee oh, Talk Jazz Magazine t-shirts. Our covenant, You're the first caller, so I would love to gift you one. Gift you one. Uh, let me know what your size is, and they will ship out on Monday. And then Macy will oh owe you my. a shirt also. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. And so if, if, I, if I, if I can you.
3: piggyback, if I can just <laughs> jump in, and since you're a brand new fan, what I'm going to do for you is um, I'm going to have my manager send you our single via email so you can have Look Evolution at. for free just because you oh are my awesome.
4: Goodness. <laughs> I'll still go to your website and purchase what I can because you're amazing. I appreciate And this that. is what Thank we you. have to do. We have to support one another. You know, we have to Indeed. do that and and to keep it alive. I, I I just I can't say it enough. I really want to stay in touch with both of you. We have so much truly to talk yeah,
3: about. Bob, definitely um, follow me on, on on social media, or you can send me an email from my my dot com. You just just like you okay. said, let me know that yes. you were the first caller, and I'll remember
4: absolutely. I have all of your oh, you won't forget Whittington still. you will not forget that name. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and Miss Bridget, thank you so much. I didn't expect to win yeah, anything. More than well I never found. win anything um, so thank you, and I'll have something special for the both of you. Thank you very much because. Thank you. I mean, my goodness, this is, just, this is going to be a great day. You both have made my day. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. I will reach out, and I look forward to hearing from you both.
3: Thank my you. My pleasure. Thank Bye.
4: you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye.
2: Well, I got to tell you, this show has been absolutely amazing, and I put a little bit extra time on the clock. Does it feel like we've been talking for 90 minutes? Has
3: it been
2: ninety minutes? Oh my god! Yes, gosh. it has been. Yeah, it. No, it absolutely. This is how my shows it feel. It absolutely, <laughs> it absolutely. I mean, you know, it's like it's just it's so. It's so seamless. You are very, very easy to talk to. You're a wealth of knowledge and information, and I'm really, really excited um, about your career. And you're really going to impact so many lives because I know that music, um, music matters. Music has the power to heal the power to move people, and the power to bridge the divide, to bring people together. So what do you want fans to know most about you before we close it out? Because we literally, like, like ran out of time. We've got about two minutes. So what do you want fans to know most about you?
3: Um, well, I wanted to let them know that I'm very, you know, first of all, I, I'm appreciative of all of those guys. Like, I can't say it enough. And I'm very approachable. You know, you see me at the shows, you know, please come up to me. I, I'm very approachable. And, you know, um, I, I love what I do. And, you know, I want everybody, you know, my goal is to entertain the people. I don't care if it's just one person. As long as I made them forget the, whatever they were going through for that day and, you know, my shows are normally 90 minutes and I take them along for that ride and you have a great time, then my job as an entertainer is done. So, you know, I'm hoping to be able to take you guys on a, a lot of journeys with me. And, you know, again, I love you so much. And, uh, you know, again, um, Ms. Lewis, I'm, thank you so much for having me here. This was awesome. I had a really great, great time.
2: You are more than welcome. I want to give your manager, Kaiwan Senior, uh, a shout-out. And we're going to take it out with your track where you are. And I want to say – With music in our hearts and with jazz in our souls, we want to thank you, our friends, fans, and supporters, for making Coffee Talk Jazz award-winning at number one, and we'll see you next time.